This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. Let's speak to Oanda's Senior Market Analyst, Ed Moyer in New York. Good evening from London, Ed. How are you? Very well, Johnny. How are you? I'm very good. And I'm delighted that we're also today joined by a brand new co-host for the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. It's Trader Nick. Great to have you on board. Hi, Johnny. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's an absolute pleasure and, and really excited to dive into markets with you and uh, Ed. I'm looking forward to it. And of course, Craig, at a later date, Trader Nick will be our co-host on Wednesdays and uh, Fridays. So we're very much looking forward to working together. So Ed, let's get to it first. Plenty to cover. Let's start with US earnings. Before we talk about today's results, can we first reflect on the performance from Netflix? Yes, uh, more than happy to definitely uh, kick things off with Netflix. You know, the first mega cap tech stock to report a drop after their revenue forecast, it lagged their estimate. You know, Netflix is becoming a, a slow growth story here. Shares dropped over 10%, you know, after the initial uh, miss on subscriber uh, paid uh, numbers. And, and I think the guidance was disappointing. I think for a lot of people, they're looking at Netflix and there's possible upside with the profit numbers going forward. You know, the free cash story will improve going forward. Um, but I think when you take a look, there is optimism that they will be accelerating their share repurchases. As far as future revenues, the password crackdown um, will eventually lead to um, hopefully uh, more revenue growth. The ad tiering, that strategy, we'll see how, how successful that will be. But I think for, for a lot of investors, uh, this is a, an industry that, you know, they have lots of competition. It seems that their key market is America. They're waiting to see exactly how they're able to grow it. And um, I think there's a lot of concern here that their margins are going to struggle here. And and I think, you know, ultimately content is going to be important. Uh, you know, there's uh, writer strikes that are going to be dealt with. And I think we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, will their, you know, success depend on, you know, whether Burgerton is, is you know, another, you know, su- successful season um, when that does come out. I, I think, you know, there's, there's still a lot of investors that like that. Netflix, I think, you know, you're probably going to see that. How will the other streaming peers do? I think Disney and Roku will, you know, obviously uh, probably mirror um, some of the moves that we're seeing with Netflix. But um, overall, I think this was pointing to a movement that, you know, if, you know, I think for the broader markets, uh, I think you're going to need to see mega cap tech deliver for the stock market rally to really continue. And I think the bar is set high. I mean, for the S&P 500 to really to continue um, um, rallying for uh, you know 4,200 to get taken out, you're, you're you're going to need to see strong earnings from you know the from the Apples, the Amazons, the Microsofts, and 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 uh, I, the bar is set high. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens as we you know continue to to see from the other mega cap tech uh, heavyweights. But uh, you know Netflix, um, obviously. Um, they had, uh, you know, mixed earnings, um, and uh, I think the guidance was soft, and, uh, you know, obviously their share prices are paying for it. That's absolutely true. And I think in terms of the FANG stocks, uh, Netflix was the first one to report, and all eyes were on it. Uh, as I sort of watched the earnings come out, it was a most heavily anticipated earnings so far, I think, um, despite some of the uh, the banks also having a lot of uh, a lot of pull, a lot of attention as well. Uh, Netflix, yeah, the, the password sharing is a very interesting thing uh, because 
it is one of those things it's like do you scare off your 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 clients with that your customers with that uh, or is that something that really really helps to uh to factor in earnings and i think that's why um you know watching subscriber growth and also the average average dollar spent per subscriber is of course also very important uh, because that sort of can tr uh, can be alongside one another do you have an increase in subscribers and also maintain the same number of dollars spent per person uh and and hopefully with password sharing for for netflix's case um you know they don't see that hurt too much so yes a risky play but also i think probably uh probably a good move in terms of uh trying to make the most out of each customer and forcing people to not just you know share their passwords uh with with their 16 neighbors in the apartment complex that sort of thing and you mentioned big tech nick and we're still seeing the fallout from those lockdown years when some of the giants really did well through the pandemic and we've just come back to a reality now so it's very difficult to see how overvalued some of these shares are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, in terms of right now with, with a, a four week super strong stock market uh, going into 2023, uh, there has been some, some impressive recoveries, uh, but there is a, a point to be made that tech especially seems to be trading at a premium. Um, though, honestly, I'm not incredibly bearish myself. I, I think that, you know, there is, there is upside. I think that at some point, the Federal Reserve is, is you know, if the forecast is, I believe, another 25 basis points, and then consensus is that we sort of stay there and see what happens with the data. Um, again, I, I think tech has, has had a big recovery, but in some cases, uh, it's justified. I mean, for example, uh, Meta, right, they've, they've done a lot of layoffs. And I think that in some cases, if you're talking stocks, uh, a lot of tech companies have that potential to trim their unnecessary, unnecessary workforce and trying to get back to some of those efficiency uh, standpoints. And I know 2023, in terms of investors, a lot of people seem very keen on efficiency uh, in the face of a potential recession, that being on the table. Ed, plenty of other earnings reporting today. What stands out for you? For a lot of traders, uh, you know, this is, uh, we're finishing up the big bank earnings. Uh, Morgan Stanley, um, you know, for, for them, um, their equities trading division, uh, that's a little bit more important for them. Uh, that missed, uh, you know, they, they did, their revenues did top estimates. Uh, when, when you consider um, how uh, Morgan performed, uh, you know, when you're at the tail end of earnings seasons, you know, um, you know, the, the overall start, uh, most of the big banks, outperformed uh, except for Goldman Sachs and and, and I think that you're, you're you're starting to see that you know as far as the focal point um, everyone was kind of leaning towards well what's happening with the regional banks and I think for for a lot of uh, you know investors you know the, the concern was well what's what's happening with you know the the, the banking turmoil that um, um, that you know I think you know, took everyone's eyes just a couple of weeks ago. And I think, you know, the, the key result was, I think, Western Alliance. And I think they provided um, a rather strong result. I think they're, um, for a lot of people, you know, when Western reported, uh, you know, their second quarter deposits um, rose $2 billion, uh, through April 4th, 14th. And, and I think that was uh, providing a lot of hope. Um, you saw shares for Zion's, U.S. Bank Corp, um, which already reported, and, and, and uh, Citizens um, really kind of um, um, give a little bit of optimism to the entire space. And and I, I think that you're, you're starting to see that, um, you know, the, you know the, is, you know, this whole uh, fear that you're 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 going to see that uh, 
the banking tremors that that emerge from SVB is is this going to be you know fully contained? And and I think that there's there's probably still more stress that's going to emerge. I think we you know we're still going to see um, uh, massive uh, deposit flights from some banks. I think there's still um, the, the a lot of these uh, banks did not have the right models that were able to handle the uh, aggressive Fed tightening cycles. And they're not, they're, 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 they're going to be in a position where, um, you know, they're, they're unable to, to, to handle um, um, just uh, exactly how aggressive, you know, we're seeing some of these moves across the treasury curve. So, so I think you're, you're going to continue to see um, some banks uh, be under pressure, but we're not going to see deposit runs. I think that you're 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 going to see that um, there there might be a couple banks that come under stress, but um, banking contagion fears are are um, it, it seems that they're pretty much under control here, and uh, that's providing I think um, a little bit more optimism, and that's why um, you know we we haven't seen um, um, I think uh, risk aversion really um, I think. Um, kick earnings season off. Uh, it's been rather uh, an impressive start. Um, I think one noticeable um, uh, earnings report that I'd like to point out, though, is uh, Adlife Financial, um, uh, which um, I think one of the key headlines for me is, you know, they're, they're noting that a lot of Americans are falling behind on their car payments. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to, to notice that, uh, you know, when you, you get through these bank earnings, uh, you know, there's been a lot of optimism about the economy, about uh, the, about deposits, about uh, savings accounts, about the consumer. Um, but when you look at Ally, um, uh, it, it's a different picture. And, and I think that we're, we're, we're definitely seeing a weaker consumer. Uh, and, and, and I think that um, you're, you're probably going to see that as we, you know, continue to get through the rest of earnings season, um, we're, we're going to hear a lot more pain, a lot more struggles about the economy. Um, uh, Meta's preparing more layoffs. Disney's planning thousands of job cuts. I think we're, we're uh, you know, we heard that last earnings season. Um, so I think, you know, the, you know, the labor market pain is, 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 is going to be, uh, I think, another theme. Um, when will these job layoffs actually happen? Um, you know, most of the time, these layoff announcements are s spread across the year. So I think you're going to start to see more of these job cuts um, start to happen a lot sooner. Um, and uh, that, you know, ultimately should provide... Uh, some easing of wage pressures. Um, I think one of the more interesting um, statistics that a lot of people have been, you know, paying close attention to is the Atlanta uh, Fed's uh, wage tracker, and that's been uh, actually um, uh, trending higher. So I think you know it's it's important to to see exactly you know what corporate America is going to be saying this earnings season. So if we continue to get these um, job cut announcements, I think that's going to be an important trend to uh, stay on top of. So um, lots more earnings. I think uh, unfortunately uh, there's uh, too many companies to cover, but I think those are um, some of the key ones for me. Very interesting what you say, Ed, about the pain for consumers and potentially for the labor market on its way. And I wanted to switch to this side of the Atlantic because earlier today we got the latest UK CPI numbers, which made fairly bleak reading for consumers with food prices still at record highs. Uh, Trader Nick, inflation dropped to 10.1%, but that was a disappointing figure for markets, was it not? 
Yeah, no, and I'm looking at the pound against the dollar right now, and it is uh, overall today at the time of recording, it's it shot back up almost to where it was trading during the announcement of this, uh, the UK CPI numbers that came out. Again, I think uh, a lot of the market was forecasting for CPI from the UK to come under that 10% mark. It's a, it's a scary when it gets into the double digits, inflation is uh, especially creepy. Um, I remember, you know, months back when, or, you know, at the peak in, in summer of 2022, in the U.S., we were uh, in, in terrified of the idea of getting up into 10%. And the U.K., uh, in terms of inflation, is seemingly lagging behind against its counterparts in Europe and in the U.S. Um, I think that in terms of uh, the, the currency world, uh, in my opinion, it paints sort of a uh, unwinding trade when looking at the pound against the U.S. dollar. In 2022, we saw the dollar incredibly strong because in some cases inflation was flying high compared to many other places and with it the Federal Reserve uh, hiking those interest rates at a, at a very very fast pace I believe the fastest in several decades um, and you know with that the the US dollar uh, now it looks a little bit weaker, but um, even even with uh, with what Ed had pointed out from the Atlanta Federal Reserve, there are still plenty of uh, concerns about inflation being a sticky problem. But in terms of comparing it to the UK, I think the UK has it a little stickier. Uh, again, not even able to get under that 10%. Uh, despite market forecast getting us, I think it was at 9.8% in terms of a forecast there. And then another little key metric I noticed when looking at uh, the UK specifically is that wages also remained unchanged, at least in the most recent uh, reporting. I believe we got a Tuesday. I'm sorry, um, I can't remember. I think it was might have been last week. We had some numbers that came out uh, showing wages unchanged. And so, you know, in terms of what the Bank of England might need to do in that case it's looking like you uh, like you said bleak about outlook in terms of what the bank of england needs to do they probably need to continue to stay hawkish for longer which especially in the face of you know some uh, analysts here in the united states calling for a potentially uh, plateauing or even dovish later this year and going into next year federal reserve um, yeah, it definitely paints an interesting picture for the pound USD, and and in my opinion, uh, staying uh, looks looks strong for the foreseeable future. And markets certainly betting on a uh, twenty-five basis points rise from the Bank of England in May, and possibly another one after that. Probably the reason behind the stronger pound today, Ed. Very much so, and I, I think that's the one of the important takeaways. Uh, the market is fully pricing in that rate hike. And uh, when you take a look at that inflation report, uh, uh, wholesale prices, uh, they're tumbling, but retail prices are accelerating. The government can't say the next move and rates is down. This is going to get very political. Uh, it's going to really complicate what trade unions are going to do. They're going to be pushing for those double digit wage rises. I mean, there's a lot of pain here. I mean, when you look at that inflation report, I mean, two of my favorite things, bread and chocolate, those are skyrocketing. And I, I think that when you take a look at, at some of those surveys, um, in some regions, bread was up 60%. I mean, you're looking at basic staples that are really skyrocketing. This is um, really uh, a report that is showing you that the momentum with you know the inflation is just outpacing everything you're seeing in the eurozone or in and in the U.S. So I think that currency traders you know they're taking a look at that and uh, you know they're 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 seeing that you know you're you're probably going to anticipate you know as you pointed out you know May 11th you know that's an easy decision you know the 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 June 
uh, 22nd meeting is is almost priced in. And then, you know, August 3rd is, you know, it's 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 already at two thirds chance of a rate hike. So it looks like, you know, the market's getting pretty confident that you're looking at three rate increases, which, um, for, you know, I, I think for, for a lot of people, um, you know, is is probably um, as 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 aggressive um, as the most aggressive uh, as for, you know, most of these uh, uh, major advanced economies. So I, I so I think you know this is a this is a market that's going to probably look for uh, um, a much more aggressive um, action by the BOE. And uh, I, you know, in addition to that, you take a look at London rents; they're um, soaring at the fastest pace in more than a decade. You know, everything that we're getting um, is uh, has been. Um, extremely uh, inflationary here. And uh, I, I think that this is a, this is a very difficult time um, t- to be living in London right now. You're not cheering me up there, uh, Ed. I'm on a tracker mortgage rate. And you're talking about three more rate rises before the end of the year. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You didn't ask for my uh, <laughs> my take on the, on the Fed, though. So uh, <laughs> I'm not one and done, but uh, we could save that for next time. <laughs> We will. We will. Before we go, I want to ask both of you about uh, the latest uh, crypto news and more specifically Bitcoin, which is once again below that $30,000 mark, Nick. Yeah. And I think that in terms of that $30,000 mark, as you mentioned, it's a, it's a psychological level because uh, Bitcoin has been sort of trading in a, in a pretty tight range. And one of the biggest things, uh, in my opinion, um, and, and it's pretty popular opinion, is uh, what what dragged Bitcoin down so hard was same thing in some ways that uh, pulled down a lot of penny stocks, tech stocks, things like that. Higher interest rates uh, were a serious concern. In some ways, maybe there's a little bit of a, a, a uncorrelation or removal of correlation uh, to, to what's going on right now. But the, the thing that's a little bit concerning to me is like, Okay, uh, the the Bitcoin chart still looks pretty healthy, though people are somewhat uh, going in on the dollar. They're expecting, uh, you know, inflation to be sticky. So, I wonder how high the the Bitcoin chart can get, uh, and if it can stay above that thirty thousand mark, though, I think it has room, and and possibly, in you know, the back half of this this year, if uh, if if there is some dovish tone that comes into the Fed, I think Bitcoin could fly. And uh, th- that would be, you know, of course, my opinion on it. Uh, but I- I'm watching it closely. I don't have a strong, you know, opinion as at current levels. Uh, if it dips, I'm kind of interested in it. But other than that, uh, I'm very curious to see if it can stay above or get back above that 30,000 mark. I was fascinated um, with yesterday's uh, testimony by uh, SEC Chairman Gensler. Um, it was uh, rather entertaining. Um, he was the House Financial Services uh, on the uh, SEC oversight. Um, and uh, if if you haven't seen it, uh, just just uh, look up Gensler and uh, Ethereum, and uh, just whether or not um, it's a, <laughs> a security or or not. Um, it, 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 it appears that we are nowhere near, um, we're, we're, we're no, we're, we're not, I, I think, I think if anyone is uh, anticipating we're going to get any type of ruling or progress on, on decisions or landmark decisions on crypto regulation, um, I think in the next three months or, uh, or, uh, over that time period, um, you know, it it doesn't seem likely, um, and and I, I think that 
this is a this is a market that um, you know it 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 uh it, I think right now you're probably in a period where you're looking at a consolidation period where um, there's there's been uh, I think when you consider you know when did the majority of retail and institutional money come into this this space uh, a couple of years ago it was between 30 and 40,000 um, and uh, it is going to be extremely difficult to see uh, I think significant um, momentum above 30,000 um, unless we have some major progress on the regulatory side um, and right now it doesn't seem like that's going anytime soon um it could um and uh but i i think that there's uh still um some there's there's still a lot of hurdles um and i think given the current rate environment um you know i i think there there's still a lot of inflation risk on the table um you know i think the uk story is not um I think the rest of the world is not going to be as bad as, as things are in London, but I think inflationary pressures are still um, going to be noticeable in, in, in across Europe and in the U.S. Um, and, and that's that's going to complicate what happens with where Treasury yields are going to go, and, and that's going to I think uh, um, you know dampen some of that um, movement and, and risky assets. And, and I think that you know as banking turmoil. Um, concerns ease you'll notice that has taken away a little bit of uh, some of that uh, luster into crypto so um, this this is a, an interesting period for crypto it's it's uh, it's right now it seems like it's it's uh, it's hovering around 30,000 um, it's right now closer to 29,000 but I, I think this there's a there's a definitely um, it has attracted um, some fresh investors. I think that uh, um, you know, the use case argument is growing, um, and um, I, I think there's still, uh, you know, as far as um, you know, some of the breakthroughs and uh, I think the Ethereum upgrade. I think there's um, a lot of progress that has been done, and I think one of the biggest stories, as far as investment into cryptos, in order for this space to deliver the next round of growth, you need to see more crypto companies. You need to see more investment into companies that try to, you know, deliver the next, you know, wave of innovation. And we're finally seeing that. So I think there's a lot more optimism here that you're going to see uh, that take hold. And as that happens, uh, as far as the EV, um, the, the venture capitalist money going into crypto, that has been, um, you know, taking a, a positive turn here. And uh, that should foster long-term growth and interest. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But this should be an interesting uh, phase for crypto. But uh, it seems that uh, those uh, Ice Age calls have, have been rather quiet for quite some time. Ed, we've run out of time. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Johnny. Always a pleasure. And of course, to our debutante, Mr. Trader Nick, it's been uh, great having you on board. Are you willing to come back on Friday? Absolutely. I'll be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, guys. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 